Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Academics sinking deeper into the rabbit hole. Paul Samuelson called the foremost academic economist of the 20th century, was an inescapable presence in our young, third-world lives. The reason? His textbooks, of course, on introductory economics, which had, and still have, global reach. Plus, the exacting and rigorous mathematical grounding of his economic writings and theorizing, for which he won a John Bates Clark Medal and the National Science Award. Samuelson was also the first American economist to win the Nobel Prize in economics. In between his ultra-serious work, Samuelson found time for some economic humor. GDP falls when a man marries his maid, he once wrote. Right now, many are interested in what he would say about academic economists in the Philippines who are sinking deeper into the rabbit hole of untruths and voodoo economics. Economic professors who went astray and moved off into the deep end after getting important government work, their unhinged state induced perhaps by their attachment to perks and power. Consider Representative Stella Quimbo of Marikina City who used to have a solid reputation as an academic economist and one who sticks to the basic verities of economics and basic facts, or what we can call that Samuelson-type academic integrity. That is, issuing pronouncements and claims grounded in evidence. Recently, that has not been the case. Representative Quimbo recently issued a statement of unadulterated falsehood when she claimed that a line item for confidential and intelligence funds already existed in the 2022 budget of former Vice President Ma. Leonor Lenny Robredo. Not true said Barry Gutierrez, Robredo's former spokesman. What was in that budget was an account category heading, which is not even a distant relative of a SIF line item. And what the office of the vice president, OVP, had during Ms. Robredo's time was miscellaneous and extraordinary expenses that had the unprincely sum of P620,000. Contrast that with the P500 million listed as a SIF line item of the OVP in the 2023 national budget. Representative Quimbo was engaged in misinformation, said her colleagues from the Maccabian block of the House of Representatives. If we disregard parliamentary courtesy, that means they're calling her a liar. What was Quimbo's motive for spreading misinformation? What drove her over to the deep end? The public has many guesses. One is to fall on bended knees before Vice President Sarah Duterte, who may be the next president. You'll never know. In this day and age, a lapdog mentality will take you very far or very high. Or this, The House of Representatives is an institution that strips most members of principles and dignity, a training ground for lackeys and conformists. Former Senator René Segesag coined a term for that years ago, Napa Barcada. I will add, Napa Barcada at Naparawara. More pathetic than Quimbo is Arsenio Balasakin, the socio-economic planning secretary and National Economic and Development Authority Director General of President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. like Quimbo. Secretary Balasakin used to be a respected academic with highly regarded, often cited work on poverty issues. Today, you can hardly distinguish Mr. Balasakin's pronouncements from those of Mr. Lacero Godin, who, ironically, is Mr. Marcos' advisor on anti-poverty issues. Small world, indeed. Mr. Balasakin has been reported as saying that within the next two years, something will change with the pricing and supply of rice. That prices and supply may stabilize, or maybe downscale, back to the P20 per kilogram level, which is like saying that in due time the sun will rise in the west and the Philippines will attain the so-called Goldilocks economy, 
which is more or less the ideal of low inflation, high employment and decent growth rates. The price of rice will not return to P20 per kilogram in two decades or in two centuries, unless, of course, people start eating plastic rice. The price of rice is so volatile that India's announcement that it would stop exporting rice has spooked the global rice market and sent prices soaring. In 2030, Vietnam, which has been supplying 80% to 90% of our rice imports, will reduce its rice exports from 7 million metric tons, mount, to 4 million mount we have had no major source other than Vietnam, and even at this point, the sense of unease over where to get our next big supplies is palpable. Yet Mr. Balasakin, who knows better, has been doubling down on this canard of stabilizing rice prices and supply. And he probably had a one-man audience for his tortured spiels, Marcos Jr. This is the same Mr. Balasakin who gave his wholehearted imprimatur to the scam called the Maharlika Investment Fund, MIF, despite the open letter of 21 economic professors warning about the funding provenance and the zero value of the MIF. Mr. Balasakin reminds us of the former cabinet members of former United States President Donald Trump, former military generals and chief executives of global corporations and men of principles, that he turned into genuflecting hacks. Trade Secretary Alfredo Pascual used to teach graduate school finance and served as president of the University of the Philippines. He had no reputation for intemperance and immoderation like his cabinet colleague Godin. Recently, however, he was quoted as advising Filipinos to scale down on rice and look for other options. Let them eat commote, Mr. Pascual advised his countrymen, probably imagining himself as some 21st century reincarnation of Marie Antoinette and forgetting a rice-eating culture that even the guillotine cannot expunge from the Pinoy race. Mr. Pasquale made the statement in the context of tightening the rice supply and surging prices. What was worse was that Mr. Pasquale's condescending tone was policy kibitzing and freelancing. Decorum and practice dictate that cabinet members should not rudely intrude into issues outside of their mandates, and rice supply is a Department of Agriculture, DA, mandate. Even if the DA people are so incompetent that they can hardly tie their shoelaces, Mr. Pasquale still has no right to snark on an issue as sensitive as rice. Separation of mandates is even enshrined in the Constitution. What is happening to these former respected academics? Many can recall what John Emmerich Edward Dahlberg Acton wrote about power. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.